What if you could pinpoint these key concepts that you could teach your child, that you could layer into the conversations as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're driving to school, driving to sports? What kind of impact could that have on the life of your child long-term? When instead of listening to everything everyone has to say around them, they knew what God's Word said about them. How would that change things? Welcome to our Snapshot series, where we are going to be taking these core ideas about identity, and we're going to be learning them in a way that we can speak them into the lives of our children, both now and every day moving forward for the rest of our lives. You and I and our children, when they are saved, are fully forgiven. Our identity as forgiven people is an important one when it comes to the understanding the gospel. Psalm 103 says, As high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Your God has fully forgiven you with Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. In fact, Colossians 2, verses 13 through 15, is the centerpiece of this That for today. is It says, You who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning you're dead in all your sin, God made alive together with him. Him is Jesus having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Jesus. In Hebrews 9, it very clearly says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness for our sins. That is the very reason why it's so clearly laid out and why Jesus had to die. There had to be the shedding of blood. There had to be a sacrifice. And when we're walking with our children and helping them understand what forgiveness actually looks like, we want them to understand Forgiveness requires the shedding of blood. That is God's economy. But Jesus steps into that place and he takes our place. He is the sacrifice on our behalf. And in that shedding of his blood, even while we were dead in our sins, meaning we can't do anything ahead of time to make sure we get to be fully forgiven, God fully offers forgiveness. Because of Jesus' death. But then there's this sneaky part for most of us in our identity, which is, are we fully forgiven? And that's why I keep saying the fully part. Because forgiveness is across it all. It is the landscape of what we identify openly as our sins. And the parts of our heart that are so dark, we would never, we don't want anybody to see them, so we don't want to confess and own up to them openly. The parts of our heart that are so dark 
that maybe we don't even fully understand how deep our sin goes. Yet God does. And he, through Jesus, fully forgives us. There's not a part of it that isn't. Yet in our wondering, in our children's wondering, there will always be the accusations, maybe not about this. So we want to spend time really teaching our children that Jesus came, he died as a sacrifice so that you and I could have all of our sin debt nailed to the cross, everything known before God and forgiven, and it's a done action. It's a finished action. How do we know this in Scripture? We know this because in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says this. It says, He, talking about Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus sat down. So with my kids, when I'm unwrapping this idea that it was finished and Jesus rested, I talk about the fact, I let them, we have conversations about To know that Jesus is resting in the throne room with God on high, fully having paid all for all of your sin debt, all of my sin debt. It's in essence, when you think about this is a terrible word picture, but remember word pictures work for our kids. And so we talk about, think about when mommy is cooking dinner for Thanksgiving or Christmas and I'm running around and I'm busy, 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 and I don't stop cooking and moving until everything is finished. But once everything is finished, what do we do? We sit down to eat. We don't keep running around and cooking and eating. We're not doing both at the same time. You see, Jesus sat down because the act of reconciling us by his death on the cross was finished. Forgiveness was complete. So then at that point, what happens is you and I receive the mercy and the grace we need through his forgiveness in the daily places that we still sin. But we cannot let the enemy come in and argue this isn't fully forgiven. Instead, we must stand in the mercy and the grace that are offered in his throne room. That's why Hebrews 4.16 says what it says. It says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we can receive everything we need. Right? It says, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. When we need forgiveness because we have actively sinned, the recognition that forgiveness is fully offered and we are to step into the throne room and receive it from the one who is seated and giving it and fully offering it. That is how forgiveness looks in the moment to moments of forgiveness. But we know We know without a shadow of a doubt, as his child, we are fully forgiven. 
Thanks for joining me today on Snapshots of Identity. Make sure you get on the newsletter so that you get not just today's truth, but the truths for this entire week. We send them out on a weekly basis so that you have them, where you can keep them in front of you, keep them in your Bible, where you can learn them both for yourself and for your child.